Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> you serious? Martin Kilcoyne. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. that power play vibe yes or no do you do it at the games 622 Six two two. 622 do you do the power play dance i think it's for kids pretty sure disagree uh, i see more adults doing do it than you? kids yeah hammered <laughs> it's an Ameren ue our Ameren missouri plug by the way didn't realize that is it, is the ue part now gone it took us a while yeah, to get yeah. off of that laclede is now spire i'm told highway 40 is not highway 40 anymore 64 it's just a construction zone is did they close um garavelli's there's a lot of stuff that's oh, happened yeah, lately that was a sad day Gosh. garavelli chocolate no the, the giardelli the cafeteria I never yeah, know what planet Strick is on. That? San Francisco. Garavelli's was in South St. Louis. Really? All, yes. A lot of old people went there. Never went there. Well, because you're not old. A little Billiken pregame. Why should I know what that is? You act like it's crazy. Well, that no, I don't whatever. Know. What do you mean, where do I live? We're I, talking I, about Amron UE. I'm, I know the restaurants around the town and the spots around town. I wasn't familiar with it. It's okay. Is it moving? It's closed. Like it's five been years closed. Ago. <laughs> it's no. been closed for It a was while. a St. Louis institution. It was right down the street uh, from Ted Yeah, Roos. it must have been. You know what it was. You want to know what a St. Louis institution is? Like Schneidhorst. Jordan Bennington. Okay, MTC truck driver training. Here we those, go. Those are St. Louis institutions. You are a rude, terrible person. Thank you. Globe, Thank you. Globe Drug. That's an institution. That that's is. An, yeah, that's by fair. the way, they've got great uh, Valentine's Day candy. They make their own chocolate in-house. You bring some in here. In the, I'm going to bring some. Chuck's buying lunch. Oh, where's the, where are you going? To the uh, Kirkwood Brew House? Tomorrow? What do you think? I think Monday we said tomorrow. And now it's what Wednesday. Today? Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Where are you buying lunch? Are we on remote at all this week? Golf uh, Friday. 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 We Tomorrow we're in house. Why don't you whip whip on up a little something? Hey, uh, I might do that. Hoffman, are we at the uh, Golf Expo Friday morning? It is. Yeah, right up your alley, Strick, because you're talking about wanting to be a golfer. I know. It's amazing. Perfect. We go to that every single year. I've been to the Golf Expo, kind of like the car show. We've been there several years in a row. You were at the I, car show. Though. I That's hit a half nice, court right? shot on Fox Two live on Fox Two from the car show. I think we were recording, but we stopped recording. How and we did hit we the not shot. get that It's true. Tape. You did make a half-court shot, but we stopped recording. <laughs> Tell them about the shot. It was you amazing. made a shot. I mean, the narcissist. I don't have a, I don't have a whole lot to recall. Like, <laughs> the was narcissist, a step back. Like, everyone else there was doing the power play dance when I hit the shot. Ah! Except for me. No, I was I was high-fiving and checking my <laughs> scripts for the next show. Remember the, uh, like, that one guy was there? Remember the first, Todd Thomas. Yeah. Firing up the crowd, then Strick grabs the ball. We had a little studio set up for <laughs> like Fox full 2. Half court, full half yes, car show. Turned around, let it fly. Amazing shot. Like, it didn't hit the rim at all. Like, it bounced off the ceiling and then went in? No. <laughs> they have the amazing dunkers there, jumping off the trampolines. Yes, really? Throwing down big time. At the car show? Slams and jams. Has oh, the car yeah. show happened yet? It was a week or two? A couple weeks yeah. back. Boat ah, show. This is the boat show. This, this weekend's the boat show. Would you want to own a boat? No. No, you just need somebody that owns Are one. Are you a big yeah. lake guy? Not a real big. I like going to lakes. 
I mean, are you one of those guys that say, Are you hey, talking about the Lake of the Ozarks when you say the lake, or do you mean lakes well, in general? Well, I've never really understood it because, you know, you know Bodies a lot of, of people as well as I do where you say, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to the lake. I've never said that in my life. It's good to know someone who has property on the lake. Even in the Ozarks, yes. I would never want to buy one because then you're obligated to go a lot. The so lake. If it's like a once a summer, one, two, three times a summer thing because you know someone who owns a house and a boat there, it's great. Never Chuck. been to the lake. Who's also here, Charlie Marlowe. You should, <laughs> all summer long, when people are like, hey, what are you and Jessica going this week? Say, ah, we're going to the lake. And like, oh, good for you. We'll see you at Scooter McGee's. And you're like, no, no, we're going to Lake Erie. <laughs> sure. And just say we're going to the lake and then leave it open-ended. Is maybe... Lake Springfield the one that you wonder why hasn't built up so yes, much? Yes, I've been inquiring about that. Where's I that? drove past it again, going to Peoria. Oh, yeah. I always think the same thing. And then we discussed this on the radio. It's got that lighthouse. A couple months back. And somebody said it had to do with what the wake. You can't have speedboats. Is that mm. is that correct? I feel I like think there was also the low bridge when you go when something you go more sinister. It. Wasn't there like an issue with the water? I feel Maybe. like we brought this that's up. Times Beach. You're thinking of Times Beach. Well, no, no that that that's different. But Lake Springfield <laughs> is not that far away. I went to Lake St. Louis the other day. Beautiful, beautiful area. People said, there. "What are you up to? Going to the lake? Going to the lake?" So you, Strick is here. Yeah, yeah, great to be here as always. Thank you for. Showing up early. Charlie Marlowe is here. <laughs> Rocky O'Hoff. The whole gang is here for the midday grind. Coveted hour. Mm. Last night, we went into a busy night. Four different games. Yeah, and you we had overly... Illinois. Does Illinois count? Yes. Yes, because we carry it here on 590. They had a big victory over Michigan State. I feel like Michigan Sparty. State has lost a couple of games now in the last few weeks. They lost to Indiana, too, right? Memphis won last night, too. They beat the Timberwolves. Grizzlies? Yeah. Did we carry that after the Illinois No, we game? only carry their weekend games. Okay, I wasn't totally sure. Okay, and so then Mizzou, they lost to At Tennessee, Tennessee. But Chuck, they covered, and I almost talked to you into spending your money, your square money. I said they're going to cover Tennessee. What 18, was the uh, eighteen point spread? Oh, they covered late in the game. No, Mizzou. Yeah, made sure Tennessee didn't cover, mm. and I was worried it was late, and I didn't spend money. I was worried that you did last night. This is why you either don't gamble. Or when you decide to gamble, mm -hmm. honestly, you'd make money if you go against your first instinct. Because really? last night, seriously, look at last night. Slew, the underdog at home. Seven, they might seven play. scholarship players, I think, okay. against Dayton. Frank played. It could have been straight. six. It could have been six. But yeah. they have seven guys, and they beat a very good Dayton team. Are we making excuses Illinois, now at home, takes down a top ten team in the country. And then look at Mizzou. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks they're going to get blown out. Yeah. And 12-point margin. But again, you'd win all three bets there if you bet the local teams who were all underdogs you know, yesterday. In, in college basketball right now, outside of maybe a, a few teams, I would not bet for them to win on the road. I don't care how good they are outside of a few teams, like I mentioned. So, you know, going against the home team is always risky. Illinois in, in college has taken down some big boys. Maryland on the mm -hmm. road. They've yeah. beaten Minnesota, a good team, and now they take down Sparty. Whoa. Storm the court. I heard Plowsy, who's a big Illinois fan, mm -hmm. consistently, maybe not the biggest Underwood fan, but he thinks they're turning the corner, that the recruits are coming. Said he's fine with it. As bad as the season's been, as rare as the wins are, mm -hmm. I thought it looked a little silly because it wasn't like the number what one was team Michigan in the country. State number nine, number nine. Nine, they're top ten. Top ten. Uh, you know what? We see more and more um, people storm the court. I think the Billikens stormed the court maybe when they beat like uh, – Duquesne or something was it? Who was it that they beat? And they stormed the court. Well, I don't, I don't remember. Was it Butler? like a while ago? <laughs> yeah. 
It wasn't like earlier this ago, year. A little while ago. Um, they were leading at halftime yesterday, and they stormed the court. <laughs> During halftime. Yeah. yeah. They're up by 12, and they hey, stormed the court. Nothing wrong with that. They beat Dayton, man. It's not a Who'd big you deal. you have in that game? I was at the game holding, holding them accountable, accountable, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Travis Ford afterwards. Yeah, you asked some tough questions. Well, they played well, and they won. He said early in the season, we were winning games, not mm. playing well. DJ Foreman, huge game. Travis Ford said he went to him before and apologized to him. He said, you know what? I'm too hard on you. I take you out too quickly if you wow. have one mistake. Wow. I forget about all the good things you do. Let him play. Obviously, mm-hmm. also, not a lot of other options, but DJ Foreman going uh, nuts almost had a double-double. You know, that makes a big difference when you know that you're allowed to make a mistake. If you make a mistake, you're not going to be taken out of the game. Oscar Sundquist dealt with that a lot last well, let's year. Let's bring it back to hockey. And earlier in his in this season, you know, where you're not confident, you feel like if you do make a mistake— you're not going to be in the lineup the next game, or if you are, you're not going to play as much. You know, once you have the confidence from the coaching staff to play free, I think it just makes you a better all-around player, you know, no matter was, what sport. Last week, my guy Vladimir Tarasenko was talking guy. about the confidence that the team has. Mm-hmm. This is before they won these two games, when mm-hmm. they went out on the road. And he sort of alluded to all the, not negativity, but all the problems we had earlier, and he kind of kept yeah. saying all this earlier stuff and this earlier things we were mm-hmm. going through. Mm-hmm. So Jim Thomas correctly said, uh, uh, well, what, what what were some of those earlier things you're talking about? And he said, I'm not talking about the past. Is that your I'm JT? Not, yeah, it was my JT. Do and it again. Slight Tarasenko. Do it again. Uh, uh, so the, the, um, you mentioned the uh, the problems you had. Some yeah. of the, uh, and then he wanted to know, what are you alluding to? Yeah. And Tarasenko, Tarasenko said, I'm not talking about it. it. You know, I know it doesn't help the people at home, but if you do talk to him privately, he's very – he opens up. He, he is one of my – I'm a big fan of Tarasenko. I like him personally, um, and he's a great player. And, you know, all of a sudden he's starting to come around. He didn't play the way that you needed him to play early on. I think that's been well documented. I like the way that uh, Craig Berube is handling his roster in the way that he's using individual players. I mean, you look at, you know, a guy like Alexander Steen last night, he played just over 15 minutes. And nothing against Steiner, but that's where he should be at this stage of his career. So he's loading up ice time with his top players. You see O'Reilly and Tarasenko and Shen, you know, playing 19, 20 minutes last night. And then the rest of the roster just kind of follows suit. Sunquist and those guys are playing 16 minutes in that range. Um, I feel like Bruby doesn't care. Like if somebody yeah, complained, whether yeah. they're a first-year player or a 10th-year mm-hmm. player, and they're like, yeah, uh, Chief, uh, this playing time is like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I just don't care. But I think care. it took him a, a little, a, a week or two to three weeks maybe to really figure that out. You know, Steiner and Boz, Bozak, both those guys got hurt. And that gave an opportunity for a guy like Sanford to get additional ice time and play a bigger role and gain the confidence of Barubi and the rest of the coaching staff. And it gave an opportunity for Oscar Sunquist to play up the lineup and gain the, gain the confidence. And now with those guys coming back into the lineup – it hasn't impacted their ice time. And I think that's the biggest difference, along with the goaltending, the fact that they're getting saves, which is the name of the game in hockey. It's no different than quarterback play in the NFL. If you don't have it, you have no chance. Not a semi-chance. You have zero chance to win if you don't get good goaltending every single night in the National Hockey League. And now they're getting it. Bennington hasn't had to be unbelievable. Defensively, they've been better. But he's just making the saves that he's supposed to make, and he gives you one or two great saves per game, and that's a recipe 
for winning in the NHL. Do you think there's something to it, and Charlie? We talked about it. We kind of joked about it when it was Wainwright who was winning all those starts, even if he gave up runs. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that players play differently for a different goal? Like they just maybe it's subconscious. They know Bennington's a net. Mm-hmm. Chuck, your thoughts. Not a hockey guy, but you're a hockey fan, of course. Wait a second. Big no, old not a hockey guy. Well, I mean, Toledo Mudhens. He didn't play. Toledo Storm. Toledo Walleye. Yeah, yeah the Walleye. Mudhens with a baseball team. Do you oh, think it's subconscious? <laughs> they're like, all right, this Benner, that's our, we can win with Benner. And Jake has given them a little bit of a reason to be demoralized even before the game starts. Charlie, 100%. Charlie, your take. 100%. And it gets back to what Andy just said about whether it's hockey or basketball players playing where you feel like if you make one mistake, mm-hmm. you're going to be out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that, especially early in the season, because let's be real, first month of the season, Jake was really bad. Now, he righted the ship after that, but mm-hmm. he was really bad the first month. Don't you think there's something out there with the guys playing in front of him saying, man, if we if we make one mistake, it's probably in the back of our net. Mm-hmm. Maybe with Bennington, maybe with a different goaltender, you can play a little freer and know that, man, if I take this risk here – all of a sudden breakout, it's not going to be a maybe goal right off the bat. Some, maybe subconsciously, but I don't think they're taking a lot of risk right now. I mean, the fact that they're giving up 20 to 25 shots a game tells you that they're playing with a pretty, uh, you know, a, a, a good defensive mindset, but they also have the puck a lot. They're spending more time in the offensive zone. You know, Jake wasn't the only player that was bad early on. There were a number of players that were bad. They were terrible defensively. I mean, there were guys that were struggling. That's why, you know, you saw some guys come in and out of the lineup trying to determine, you know, who who are you going to go with as your top six? You had some forwards getting benched in and out of the lineup. And just the way they had certain individual players slotted early on and maybe the lack of accountability, uh, the lack of drive, the lack of energy that the team had that they brought to the rink every single day before the coaching change was made. I just think it just... It didn't create a winning environment or a winning atmosphere. And I'm not pointing the finger at anyone, but I think collectively, I think a lot of people were to blame for it. There were a lot of expectations. You had new players coming in, um, trying to determine what their role was on the team and how they fit in. And, and it took some time. And, and you know now this team is starting to play the way that I think a lot of people anticipated coming into the year. Bennington tomorrow night in Tampa, no doubt about it. Is I, there any doubt? I, I wouldn't make a change. What's the well, reason? You can't what's, make what's a the change. reason to make a change there? Somebody was Frank and I talked about it yesterday. Riding the kids. You just said earlier you got to play Jake. I was joking. Oh, but somebody texted in yesterday, and I don't know where they were getting it from, but they kept pointing out to Frank and myself that Baruby had committed to Allen for Thursday. I thought there's no way he said I don't that. Think there's there's been no way. Any commitment. You know, no, he there's no he, way at this you, point. You've had multiple days off. I'll drive down to Tampa tomorrow yeah. and make the change myself. Well, you had Sunday and Monday off. They played Tuesday. So, you know, he's uh, fine. Bennington was plenty rested. You play, you have a day off today. You play Thursday. You have the back-to-backs coming up over the weekend. You have some back-to-backs happening, obviously, coming up later on this month where there's going to be an opportunity for Jake. Jake probably plays Sunday in Nashville. Sorry, son, that's a tough draw, but that's the next game where I see you playing. Mark my words. This team will need Jake Allen at some point over the course of the year, and there's going to be a time during the season where he carries the ball for a couple of games in a row as well. So um, to assume that a guy like Jordan Bennington, who hasn't done it, doesn't mean that he can't that he's just going to be able to play at this level and carry the mail the rest of the way is probably a little bit unrealistic. Now, he may show that he can. I mean, again, this guy's been an experienced pro. He's not like a you know, 21, 22-year-old red-eyed kid who is just riding the wave. I think this guy's a good goalie. 
And it took some time for whatever reason for them to have faith in him that he could actually get the job done and play when his resume suggests that he's been this guy all along. I mean, you look at his resume, including being an American League All-Star last season and leading the American League this year in goals against average and save percentage, one of the two. Um, there's no reason to assume that he can't win a game in the National Hockey League and play well and play well over the course of of a stretch of hockey. And he's shown that he can do that. I'm, I'm happy that they've reluctantly showed the confidence in him, but were forced to show the confidence in him because he came in and won games. And we looked this up when Bennington first got hot, mm-hmm. looking at the rest of the schedule. At that point, there was something like nine back-to-backs left. So whatever it is now, whether it's seven or eight or six, look, Jake Allen's probably going to get at least six, seven, eight games in this final 30 or so. Mm-hmm. And where the Blues are at in the postseason, they're going to have to win some of those games too to get in. So he will be an important piece. Even yeah. if that's the minimum and, that he plays. And Jake's turned his game around, too. I mean, you look at his numbers on the road. This guy's won some 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 big games, and he's played some pretty good hockey. You mentioned his struggles early on. He's gotten past that, and he's been pretty consistent. He's played some pretty good hockey. So they get Do you think the, the franchise has changed their opinion at this point on Bennington, Doug Armstrong and his colleagues that had a, an opinion of this kid that mm-hmm. hey, he's okay, he'll, we'll see him at some point? Do you think nine games is enough for them to say, you know, maybe this kid is Uh, legit? It has to. It better. I mean, I don't know how it can't. Because it does seem there's always a window. Hey, Carter Hutton, those four shutouts in a row, that was pretty good. But yeah, you're kind of a backup. I know. But, you know, sometimes. Chad Johnson is my guy. Yeah, you're player of the week, but you got to go. Sometimes you got to trust your eyes, okay? And it's right in front of us. He he was a third-round pick, not not a sixth or seventh-round pick or an undrafted free agent that you were just hoping maybe would become a player. You drafted this guy expecting him to be in a Blues uniform and to play in the National Hockey League. You spent several years developing him so he could do what he's doing right now. Otherwise, you don't invest in a third-round pick in Jordan Bennington. There's no reason to. So why it took so long for them to truly believe that he was capable of doing what he's doing right now, you know, I can't answer that. But I think even after he won his first game in Philadelphia, I still think that internally they wondered, hey, is this guy capable of doing this again? Then did it again. Could he do it a third time? And I think now they're just riding the wave and they're realizing this guy is a professional goaltender who's capable, capable of being very good in the National Hockey League. You know, if he gets 28 starts or more, he is an unrestricted free agent after this year. So... If he plays 28 games, actually, it's not even starts. If he plays in 28 games, in 30 minutes counts Which, as at a this game. point, he's likely to. Well, how many games has he played up to this Probably point Probably about 12 now? or 13. Where are we at? Where are we at? In, ter- in terms of not just starts, but games Correct. where he's played at least 30 minutes. He started minutes. nine. I think he's played in 12 or 13. So, you know. Wouldn't that be a bite in the ass? The kid plays over 28. <laughs> he plays really and well. And then he leaves. Then he's an unrestricted free agent. <laughs> he's played in 11. That's where you need to go he's, baseball. You need to do a little service time manipulation, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Pull him after 29 minutes. Get Jake back in there. I'm serious. <laughs> right. This is what we do in baseball. Hey, hey where's that Puck Daddy kid? Well, Who's our guy? Everybody uh, does it. Tyler or Tyson? We, Who's our guy? We've seen Put him this. in for the last Puck Daddy. <laughs> Daddy Padre. We've seen this, though, with guys like Brian Elliott and, and uh, Carter Hutton, where they take the reins from Jake. You know, Jake, hey, listen, he leaves the window open. He gives an opportunity for Brian Elliott to become the number one for Carter Hutton to take over and now for Jordan Bennington of all goaltenders to take over. Um, hey, what does but, Jake do best? 
It kind of leaves the door but open. But you're going to be you're going to see a stretch later this year. Trust me, where Jake Allen's going to play consecutive games in a row, and he's going to play well. Andy Strickland is in the house. Charlie Marlowe, it is the Midday Grind, brought to you this hour by Offenberg Hyundai. 30th anniversary, that's right, 1989 is when it all began, the mm. first to offer Hyundai in this area. There are other dealers now, of course, that sell Hyundais. However, the one that continues to lead in customer satisfaction is Offenberg Hyundai. It's O'Fallon, Illinois. I know how Charlie is. He's a St. Louis guy now. I don't want to go too far. I don't want to leave my Glendale bubble. It's not that far. If you're False. buying a new car, you make sure... You go to O'Fallon, Illinois, Offenburg Hyundai, right off Highway 64. Greenmont Road is the exit. They've redone the showroom, the service center. It's a great facility and real nice people working there. So if you need a new car, make sure you stop by and see them. Pre-owned vehicles, they always have a great selection on the lot. Doesn't matter what kind of car it is. If you have a pre-owned in mind, they will find it for you. Part of the great service at Offenburg Hyundai. Start that search at Offenburg Hyundai. Com. Last hockey question I have, mm-hmm. and then I got a work issue I got to bring up with you guys. Mm. Burning work oh, issue. No. You know, fellow employees. Is this an on air or off air conversation? No, it'll be on air. On air. Okay. Well, like I've airing already our, oversold it. Now we like airing it. our dirty laundry on the air, so that's good. Coming up, an unbelievable comment by Martin. And then you got to stay tuned. Burning mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> that was every call from Charlie Tuna Charlie for the Tuna. last 10 years. Hey, you talk to Bernie. <laughs> Bernie, Bernie mad at me. Bernie mad at me, man. He ain't calling me back. He ain't texting me. He mad at me. Bernie mad at me. <laughs> uh, last question, hockey related, because Strick can talk about other things. Yes. I want I want to get into the Super Bowl. Too. Quick question, though. Do you really think Break that, that when we come back from break in the final 30 minutes, we're mm-hmm. not going to talk hockey even one more time? That's my goal. Okay. I, I love hockey. I will always love bring it back to hockey. Yes, you will. Okay. That's the key. Who's next? I'm like, did you watch the State of the Union? Speaking of Glasgow Sunquist. When like, was what? that? Go ahead. What is considered success for the Blues this year? Because a lot of the talk right now is they're going to get in. They're going to get in. Look, they're only a point back. They only got the games in hand. If you are the eighth seed and you get bounced in the first round, does that do anything for anybody? You get points for saving a season from disaster. Mm-hmm. Baruby, mm-hmm. Chief, gets points for turning it around. But does that really change much if you're a Blues fan? Does wow. it really change that the narrative? Is a, uh, that is a great question, Thank Martin. You. One of your first, for Thank sure. You. Thank um, you. A wonderful, wonderful <laughs> question. Let's let's open that up. 855-282-8255. That's a fair text topic. Um, Would you be satisfied with that? Because right now, all the talk is, well, they can get in, they can get in, they yeah, can make it, yeah. which is great. But if you end up in a one versus eight and you get bounced right away, mm-hmm. do you consider that because okay? here's what I hope that doesn't happen is once they – play their way into a wild card position, then they take their foot off the gas mm. and and see this team kind of turn a little more inconsistent from the wave that they're riding right now. You hope that they continue to feel good about their game. And I think they, it's a fair they, they, they have every reason to be. Um, I think, let me say this, I think making the playoffs is a huge accomplishment when you consider where they were after the first six weeks of the season or so, two months of the season. That is a great accomplishment to play your way back in. Now, is losing in the first round, does that take that away? I think it all depends how you lose. And if you're getting knocked out in four or five games, you don't show up, you don't make it competitive at all, then I think it's it's an easy answer. Then you can say, yeah, it does ruin some of that because this is a team that came into the season with expectation and you weren't expecting this team to be hovering on the outside, just fighting to get a wild card uh, position. But that's the reality of the situation that they're in right now. So I think, you know, you go up against one of the top 
two teams in the you league. Want Winnipeg or Nashville more than Win- likely. Winnipeg or Calgary probably is if you're a, a wild card because you have the crossover. Um, that those are the two teams you're going to face. One of those two teams. I, I I honestly think that they could beat Calgary in a seven game series. I mean, they've beaten them a couple times this year already, and I really believe they could beat Calgary. So you, and that would be fun with the Kachuk angle too. Oh, and Kachuk would be under the skin of every player on the Blues. It would be it would be really really good theater to watch. So I think that's a good question. I think it's you know it depends on how the series plays. Good question. I think Thank it depends you. on how the series plays out. But it's I would almost say twelve thirty. I, I think we're still talking. If hockey. you would have asked me earlier in the year before the season started, if they lose in the first round, would that be a disappointment? I would say yes. I'm rooting for your goal, Martin. My goal? Yeah. Next next segment, no hockey. Oh, no, I like, I like hockey. hockey. Thank the Blues for saving some of the doom and gloom. It's yeah. fun when they yes. win. You. The media enjoys a winning team more what than else, a losing team. What else team. do you want to talk about? You but Strick, I have one more hockey thought, though. I I wanna, we can talk Super Bowl. Sometimes it's great that the Blues are on this streak. 7-2-1, <laughs> three straight. But I think if you kind of evaluate a team after a big winning streak or mm-hmm. a big losing streak... We have to see what they do over the next, let's say, 15. Because well, I'm saying, all I'm saying is this. I know mm-hmm, games in hand. Mm-hmm. If you count Vancouver, who's now in the second wild card spot, there's legitimately seven teams in it. Seven Van- teams for that final in spot. In Vancouver's what? They play three more games than the Blues? But I'm saying Vancouver is in the spot. Then you have six teams from the Blues to the Ducks that are within three points. Anaheim's terrible. They won't get in. I, I don't see any. Here's how I'm going to put it to you right now. Five teams from the Central will get in. Wow. Five teams from the Central. All these teams from the Pacific, Arizona, Edmonton, Anaheim, Vancouver, I don't see any of those teams getting in. I think it's a three-horse race for the final two spots between St. Louis, Minnesota, and Colorado. Now, could Vancouver all of a sudden hover around and make things interesting? I guess they could. Who's the Blues opponent? Last game of the regular season at home. It's the Vancouver Canucks. Ooh, that could be a really yeah. interesting game. And then, and then in March, you're gonna finish, and then you get to April, and Vancouver's here. But this here. is why. Let me just say this: sir. you guys were saying over and over, this is why I wouldn't say, "Oh, they're automatically out," because you look at the Western Conference versus the East this year. Even though the Blues are feasting off the Eastern Conference, and what it's going to take to get in points-wise in the West. Um, this is why earlier in the year I just wasn't willing to say like you guys just wanted me to say well they're just terrible and whatever and that you know what but I- you did tweet out Jack Hughes and other prospects mm-hmm. wondering about uh, high picks correct and then we did say what's on hockey sense that we're gonna have a draft expert looking ahead at the batch of talent well, I available have, I, know. I have I'm- not had a draft expert on yet. I think it earlier this I year. I had Craig Button on, who's okay. not a draft expert, but he mm-hmm. does cover the World Juniors and we we talked about a lot of the draft picks because he was at the World Juniors. I think it's a good time with Strick mm-hmm. here. Playoff percentages, <laughs> Hoff. Now, we've been checking this yeah. every day. The, the algorithms are out there, and now they won a game well, last night. Well, all the teams you're talking about who are competing to get in, the, the Blues are the one team that's trending up. The rest of the teams are kind of struggling. He's I'm right. gonna say I'm going to say 41%. 40? I feel like they're around 40-ish. 41%. Higher, 45.6% chance of getting in. They I, project them as getting that second wild card. I, I got the Blues right now as having a 61% chance of getting in. Okay. You have it at Yes. Okay. And they will Strict get in. Graphs. They will get in the playoffs. They will they will make the playoffs. I think they will. I said that before the break. I as did. long as they continue to get goaltending, doesn't have to be the best goaltending. As long goaltending as they score the more league. than their opponent. No. No. <laughs> the, this, the way this team is playing right now with with what about 30 games to go in the year? Sounds right. Um 
they're they're not going to go on a skid where they lose seven of ten or something like that. It's not going to happen. I like when a player will say during an interview, I'll say, "What do we got left? Thirty two, thirty three games." Well, I'll kind of look at each other. Yeah, yeah, close so, enough. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, hell, if you don't know, why should I know? <laughs> Chuck, what's uh, what's going on with Milty? Our guy Milty. Are you currently sideways with the IRS? Do you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night? You probably can't even sleep. Are you facing tax liens, bank levies, or wage garnishments? If so, you should contact former Department of Justice Tax Division attorney, our guy Milty, Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com. Mark Milton providing a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups. You hear on the TV and radio, Mark lives and works right here in the Kirkwood area. We can see his office from our 590 studio here in beautiful Kirkwood. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisement. And I would like to clarify, we love hockey, we Mm. love the blues, we love Cam Jansen, we love Strick. It's just every once in a while we got to rain Andy in. That's all. Well, no. And, and since we, you started at 54, 1154, we got to cut I the, came here with lots to say. We got lot more to get into. Lots to talk yes, about. Yes. And uh, Texters, though, I am fascinated at this. If they get in as an eight seed, get bounced by the one seed, are you good with that? Is that good enough? 855-282-8255. Midday grind. Chuck, Andy, rock you and Hoff here on a, what is it, Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Mm. Hump day. Nobody's talking about you. I've got the 